Obesity is currently one of the biggest problems in the world, negatively affecting every aspect of our lives. Because of this, I decided to hear from real people the real stories. I want to know what made them put on the weight in the first place. Are these people really just junk food addicts who are too lazy to exercise? Or is there much more to the story hiding behind the wall of fat? I want to know, what was the turning point in their life to say enough is enough? And how do they overcome their biggest challenges? We believe that the real people have more good answers than even the best weight loss programs. We hope that they will inspire, educate and motivate all of us to make changes in our lives. And this is how, together, we can contribute towards a better, healthier and happier world. So we have Scott here from the USA who has had uh, an incredible weight loss of 210 pounds in weight. That is just uh, unbelievable. And you will see the transformation in his in his pictures because uh, when I first seen those pictures, I thought, that is unbelievable. I need, <laughs> I need to speak to this guy. I need to find out what the heck he's, he's been doing to lose, lose this weight. So really appreciate you taking the time out today because I know you're busy in work. Uh, but I, I think... And I believe that you are really going to inspire a lot of people out there to get off their butts and uh, you know do something about about losing weight because there's a lot of well, people so. who are overweight. Yes, sir. So it's incredible that you've lost 210 pounds in weight. So my question to you, and this this question really is interesting to me: How did you end up getting to that weight in the first place? It, it was a, a whole lot of overeating and just uh, overindulging, I guess. Uh, and it, it, you know, crept on slowly over probably five to ten years. Uh, I, I was never small. Uh, ever since I was an adult, I can't remember weighing less than 300 pounds. But uh, it, it crept on slowly but surely, eating out all the time, eating fast food all the time. And eventually yes. it just got to, a, you know, to the point you saw, 415 pounds. Yeah. So... so- Obviously, there there has to be something underlying for you to be eating. You know, it's, it's emotional eating, and you know, you you continue to do it over weeks and months and years, and you end up putting a lot of weight on. So, what do you? What was that underlying root cause um, affecting you to eat so much food to put on the weight? I think it was a combination of I just accepted a new job. Probably uh, that that last year. I was away from my family. I was working in a different town. I only got to see them maybe once, twice a week. Uh, and in between that and, and living pretty much out of a hotel, you know, there was no cooking dinner at home. It was pretty much eating out three meals a day, seven days a week. And yeah. just a, kind of a combination of all of that put together, I think, really kind of put it on the edge. So you said you were always overweight from a young age, you can remember. Yes. Um, I, I remember specifically from probably my early teens having a, a problem with uh, drinking too many Dr. Peppers every day. Yeah. Uh, I, I usually had two or three a day, even back then. And, and I was a teenager back then. Uh, my body could handle a little better, but it still was very unhealthy at the time. So where would you say the, the problem lies if you look back on your life when you were a teenager eating all this unhealthy junk food? What? I, I don't think I worried enough about what I should have been consuming. I was just more worried about what tasted good. I mean, Sugar is one of the most addictive substances I've ever come across uh, yeah. by far. Uh, you, you know, you just can't get enough of it. It tasted good, so I just kept on eating and drinking it. Uh, 
I can't think of any specific reason, any other than I just I like it. Like, I was kind of addicted to it at an early age. Yeah. So if if your children were drinking a lot of soda, what would you say to them? <laughs> we've actually uh, we've already come across that and cut that out pretty quick. Uh, they're still at, at a young enough age, you know that that they hadn't really gotten addicted to it yet. So we just cut it out. You know, you can drink tea, you can drink water. Uh, we do the almond milk. I've tried to keep away from the regular milk with all the sugar in it. How how would you how would you educate your children? Because obviously you've gone through this in your life of being overweight for most of it. How would you how would you educate your children not to go down that path? Because I'm sure it's difficult to say look no not to this, but then they'd be like, why can't I drink it? You know, I want it. How would you how would you say it to them? I've I've found. Uh, you know, we try to educate them. I try to get them to look at the back of nutrition labels, things like that. But, but I think the main problem I have with trying to keep them eating right is as soon as they're out of the house, as soon as they go to school or they go to a friend's house or they go to a birthday party, um, I find that, that other parents and adults are really, really sympathetic and they treat them like that. Oh, your parents make you eat so healthy. I think you need a treat since you're with us. You know, that, that's been the biggest battle is, is nobody else respects the way I want them to eat. Um, yeah. I think that's been one of the largest problems. And when, why do you think the other parents are saying these specific things? You know, your kids and maybe two other kids saying that, you know, having a treat is having a soda or having chocolate. Why, why is that a treat? Why is having these specific things treats? You know, the junk food is always the, the treat for the children. Yeah, I, I, again, I think it all goes back to the, the sugar addiction. Um, you know, it, it lights up the pressure the pleasure centers in the brain and, and everybody loves it and then i think the the term treat is used you know it's not something you have every three to six months they they treat it as okay well i have a treat every day that adds up you know real quick so when you when you were putting on all this weight at what point did you say to yourself enough is enough so it was actually more by accident uh, i went to the doctor i thought i had an infection in my leg and he said, hey, you haven't been here in a while. As long as you're here, let's run your blood test. And it turned out that I was uh, diabetic. So uh, he put me on some medication for it. Uh, I had a really bad reaction to the medication. And so I started researching ways to treat the high blood sugar without taking the medication. And weight loss was actually just kind of a, a welcome side effect to, uh, to trying to control the blood glucose levels. Yeah. So when you went to your doctor, your doctor said that you were diabetic and then he just prescribed you with some pills. Did he recommend you to do anything else or just to take the pills? They, they wanted me to see a dietitian and pretty much and take the pills. Um, I went to see a dietitian and I was very surprised. Uh, I guess the answer for most diabetics is to continue eating sugar and just take your medication to combat the effects of it. And I, I don't believe in that approach at all. I, I've, I've gotten many online arguments with, uh, with other dietitians about that. But I think if sugar is your problem and it's way too high, I think you should try to do your best to cut it out. Yeah. Um, it's, it's definitely not an essential macronutrient. There's, there's no reason you have to have it. Uh, so I just try to get rid of it. So did you, did you cure the diabetics with your technique? I'm sorry? Uh, yeah, I, I, haven't had a, I haven't had any issues. My blood glucose levels have been perfectly fine for about four years now. Uh, I don't take any medications, uh, so yeah, everything's going great. Yeah, if you if you just took the medication and didn't do your own research about how else you could actually um, live your life without taking the tablets, what do you think would have happened? 
I think I'd have probably stayed at that weight if not gotten bigger, you know, because I'd, I'd have kept eating sugar and just thought I could take care of the uh, the glucose levels with the pills. And uh, I'm sure I'd be even worse shape now than I was at, at the time. So you did the research and then you uh, started to do things your, yourself from the things that you were finding out. And then, yes, sir. And then what happened? You started losing weight. Uh, yes, sir. The, the most immediate effect that I noticed was the blood glucose levels within two to three days dropped right back down to normal levels. Like it didn't yeah. take very long at all. And so I, I was just concerned with that portion and, and until I started noticing that my clothes were all of a sudden fitting a lot looser. I, I got on the scale and realized I'd lost over 30 pounds in a little over two months. Um, so at that point, I kind of started focusing a little more on exactly what I was eating and, and why, why and when I was eating. Yeah. Uh, so how long did it take you to lose the 210 pounds? It took right around 18 months. So it took, it took 18 months. So being, being prescribed the, the drugs by the doctor to losing the 210 pounds was a 18 month window. Yes, sir. Yeah. So just tell us a few things that, that you uh, changed within your diet. So, you know, people that are in the similar position that you were in, they can learn off you. So what kind of things were you eating and what did you change it to? So I, I was eating, you know, pretty much the, they call it the sad diet, the standard American diet, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I, a whole lot of uh, grains, bread, ice cream, you know, all that stuff that's packed full of sugar that, that I wasn't supposed to have. Uh, anything fried, you know, I, I probably ate out two or three times a day, uh, hamburgers, french fries, stuff like that. Um, so I completely got rid of all that. Um, the, the biggest change, first of all, was to get rid of all the sugar and carbohydrates in my diet. As, as much as possible, anyway, I try to stay under 20 grams a day. Um, so I eat a lot of vegetables and a lot of uh, fresh meat now, uh, rather yeah. than, than what I was eating. And um, what was the biggest challenge for you in making the change? Uh, the, the sugar withdrawals was the biggest challenge. That, that was probably a two-week window that uh, I was a very cranky, miserable person. <laughs> um, but but after I got through that, uh, you know things got better. Um, I, I can go out to restaurants now and, and I can eat around other people and it doesn't bother me. Uh, but there was there was a while I couldn't go to the restaurant because I didn't want all the food on everybody else's plate. How how did you how did you manage yourself once once you were making that uh, initial step? Because obviously I'm sure mentally and emotionally we're going through so many emotions at that point. How did you keep yourself stable? Um, it, like I said, as long as I wasn't around the temptation, it wasn't all that bad. So I just did everything I could to cut that temptation out of my life. I'd meal prep all my food uh, for the entire week. I'd make sure that if I was going out somewhere, I had my own snack with me so I wouldn't be tempted to stop at the store and get something. It was, it was just more about being preventative than it was anything else. Uh, I think having a plan and sticking to that really made a big difference. Sure. You would say that one of the things you would recommend to people is to be prepared. Preparation. Definitely. Yeah. Yes, sir. So, in terms of the exercising, because obviously being four hundred and twenty pounds in weight, you know, it's you, you know, it's big, and obviously you, I'm, I'm, I'm sure there were certain things that you weren't able to do being, you know, that size. Oh yeah, yeah. What, what sort of things were you doing when it comes to exercise? Um, so I started out really, really slowly. Uh, I did nothing but maybe I'd walk around the block a couple of times in the evening after dinner. Yeah. Um, 
and I just tried, you know, I had a little step calculator on my phone, so I started trying to hit uh, 10,000 steps a day was my first goal to make sure I got that in every day. And uh, I just kind of tried to slowly tack on from there till I was eventually doing a little bit of light jogging. Uh, and it's turned now into a pretty much a, a running addiction. Uh, I do all the races I can, I can get into. That's these awesome. Days. That's amazing. So when you started doing the walking, walking 10,000 steps, how was it? You know, was it difficult? Was it a very difficult? Yeah, uh, I could hardly walk around the block without being severely winded at, at first, uh, and the block wasn't even a quarter mile. Yeah. So yeah, and I'd be out of breath, panting, sweating. Uh, it was it was rough. And did I scare you? It did. It, that, that's a real eye opener to know that you can't even you can't walk a decent distance without feeling like you're gonna die. <laughs> and um, how how did that? How did you feel about that? You know, how did that affect you? Um, it was a, it was a bit depressing, but at the same time, I, I was pretty determined that, that I was going to push through it and make it better. So uh, I just tried to keep a real positive attitude about it, and you know, every day I'm going to be able to do a little bit more and push a little bit further. What What would you say your motivation was? Uh, once Once I started getting a little bit of the weight loss and started to feel that I could make a positive change. Uh, the motivation was definitely by far my, my health and my kids and being around for my family uh, as I realized how close I was to not being around for them for, you know, the long yeah. time. So your, mo- your motivation was your was your family because, like you said, you didn't spend a lot of time with them because obviously you were traveling and working away from home. And then obviously the time you were spending with them, you probably couldn't do what you wanted to do because you were overweight. And yes, you, yes. You would get out of breath and tired from, like you said, just walking up the stairs. So whenever something got in the way of you wanting to achieve this weight loss goal, you would just focus and think about your children and your family. Yeah, there, there were there were several points along the way. You know, the weight came off fairly quickly, but at the same time, I, there were months at a time where maybe I wouldn't lose but a pound or two. And it, it was very frustrating and very disheartening. But I just kept thinking of it as a lifestyle change. You know, I'm, I'm going to be like this for the rest of my life. So, you know, even if I have a month or two where I don't lose a lot of weight, that's okay because I've already made improvements in my health and, and the way I'm eating now is going to keep that, you know, I, I won't get the diabetes back. I, I can control my blood pressure a lot better. Um, so just that alone, even if I'm not losing the weight, yeah. was, a, was a big help. What? What do you think are the biggest mistakes with people uh, wanting to lose weight, especially, you know, that type of weight, you know, is, is one heck of a lot of weight, 210 pounds. What are the biggest mistakes people are making? Um, a, a lot of people that I've talked to that have asked me for advice, I, the biggest thing I see is they'll jump in with no real plan. No, I'm just going to, I'm not sure what I'm going to do, but I'm going to start eating differently today. Well, how are you going to eat differently? And they, they don't have a clear answer for it. Uh, that they haven't planned anything out, and by by the end of the day, two or three, they're back out to eating at restaurants. And they're back in their old habits. I, I think, like I said, planning by far is the most important aspect of of, uh, of getting it for a long term, making it work. And would you say also that it's uh, you mentioned that it's about having a purpose as well of why it is that you want to do it? Yes, you definitely yeah. have to have purpose. And what was your main purpose of you wanting to lose the two hundred and ten uh, pounds? Uh, again, I just I wanted to be around for my family. I wanted to be able to actually go out and do things with them. Uh, all my kids are very active. They they all play sports, and it's it's really nice now to get out there and I can practice and play with them. 
Uh, whereas before, you know, I just kind of sat on the bleachers and watched. Yeah. What 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 other advice would you give to somebody that wants to lose, you know, that that stout, you know, amount of weight? So they need to have a purpose. They need to make sure that they are planned and prepared. What 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 other what mental advice would you give to them? Um, think of it as a complete lifestyle change. You, you don't want to think of it as a diet. As, as I'm going to eat this way until I lose this much weight. It's, yeah. I'm going to change these things about myself and and these healthier habits that I'm going to have from now on are going to help me achieve this goal. But but even after I achieve it, I'm I'm going to continue to live that lifestyle to keep that up. Yeah, you and I think there's a there's a misconception of, of what why people actually want to want to lose weight. I think. Like you said, if people start to focus more on that is unembedded into their lifestyle about being healthy, about being able to live as long as they can, to be able to do, do and achieve the things that they want in their life, instead of just thinking, oh, I've got to lose this amount of weight. And I think people will actually, first exactly. of all, they will enjoy the journey as well, even more. They will appreciate life even more. And also, they will get to their goals as well if they've got that you know specific purpose of embedding it into their life. because. I'm sure you've seen a lot of people on like a yo-yo or like a hamster in a cage. You know, they lose a bit, they put it on, lose a bit, they put it on. Yeah. Yes, sir. And that, that was that was me for sure in, in my earlier years. Uh, you know, I'd lose 10, 20 pounds and then I'd put on 30 or 40. So, yeah, it, I always thought of it as a diet. So when, when I made that, that distinction, I guess it really clicked for me this last time around. Yeah. So what would you say? Would you say it was a, an equal divide between your nutrition, your exercise, your your mindset? Uh, I, I think nutrition by far is the most important aspect, and and once you get the nutrition right, if, if you can get some exercise in, obviously that's that's great. But I think the nutrition has to come first uh, before anything else. Yeah, uh, the nutrition, then the mindset, and then the exercise. What were your family saying to you when you were, you know, four hundred and twenty pounds in weight? They didn't have a lot to say then. Uh, family and friends really didn't have. It wasn't until they found out that I cut out all the carbohydrates that they all told me that uh, actually that it was bad for me. You know, nobody had anything bad to say when I weighed 400 pounds. But once I started this this lifestyle, then everybody had, oh no, you shouldn't do this. Well, I'm a lot healthier now. You didn't seem to care when I was 400 pounds. I, I don't see what the big fuss is now. How did you manage that when you know your friends and family were telling you not to do this thing? How did you cope with it? Um, I just kind of, you know, blew it off and, and went and did my own thing. I said, you know, I'm, I'm diabetic, so I'm just, I'm not eating the sugar, and that's keeping the medication away. So, you know, obviously this is a healthy enough choice for me. Uh, it, it, it's helping me, so, you know, please respect it. I'm going to continue to do it. I'm not really going to listen to you anyway. You're wasting your breath. <laughs> and, and what do your kids say to you after, you know, you've lost all the weight now? What do the kids look, uh, say to you looking back on, you know, how big you were before? Uh, I don't think they really noticed until they kind of, you know, we went back and we were looking through some older pictures uh, from sporting events or whatnot that they were at, and then when they started to realize how big I really was, uh, I, I don't think it really hit them, um, being as young as they are. Uh, I think that my oldest one probably noticed the most, and uh, he's definitely very proud, So, uh, yeah. as is my daughter. But, but yeah, I don't, I don't think they quite understood what it really meant yeah. uh, as they were so young. And... Uh... Are they consciously aware now of you know making sure that they are healthy? Yes, they, they do put a lot more thought now. Uh, they're constantly you know they'll they'll bring food to me and look at the label and say, look, this is I should be eating this. This is this is good for me. 
So I'm, I'm glad that they're paying attention now, that they're actually looking at things before they just shove them down. Um, because they definitely had the whole sugar addiction yeah. going pretty strong there, yeah. <laughs> and uh, how, how old are your kids now? Uh, they are, one is 14, one is 11, and one is 9. What would you say needs to change in the in the schools to educate the kids about being healthy? Um, the main thing, uh, like, I'm really not too happy with the, the cafeteria programs here in the United States in the first place. I, I think they, uh, they they give them a lot of processed food, a lot of highly processed food, and then they try to call it healthy. And I just don't agree with that at all. Uh, of course, that's just my opinion. I'm not a doctor or anything, but uh, I don't think we do a lot to educate our kids of, of the dangers of the sugar and, and sweet stuff and, and, and then all the packaging. It's just a bad deal altogether. I think the fact that it's paid for mostly by the sugar industry doesn't help much. It's slowing things down. It's keeping laws from being passed. It's, it's not a good situation. So then, if it's not being taught in school, then it's very important that uh, as adults we teach our kids at home. Yes, very much so. Yeah, and uh, I'm think I'm, I'm sure you're doing a you know a great job in that uh, with your kids. I hope so. I'm I'm trying. Yeah. It's uh, yeah, you know, it's it's just amazing to uh, to see you know such a nice guy um, coming on top after losing all that you know weight. There's a lot of weight, 210 pounds. You know, it's a lot of weight. What what is Anki? Is 40, 12, 16, 20? Yeah, it's like 100, 100 kilos, 100 kilos in weight. That's uh, yeah, that's like almost one and a half times my my body weight. I think I'm unbelievable. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. Yes, that's incredible. You know, I, I, you're such a nice guy, and uh, you know, I'm really happy that you know you've uh, come through that. But not only come through it, but you've really educated yourself to pass on all that knowledge you now to your kids and family. And I think you've taken up that career of being a fitness uh, coach to help other people. Yes, sir. Uh, we, we've opened a small gym, and we're trying to do everything we can to spread the word. <laughs>